0: Uh aha hey everybody welcome 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 to everything goes today i'm late (laughs) the other day i was early today i'm late (laughs) how's everybody doing welcome to the show wait for a couple minutes for everybody to get in obviously they came in and said hey nobody's here and that happens sometimes anyway we welcome our audience across the atlantic um and down by anywhere across outside North America, we welcome everybody. Um, the show is designed to come at this time. So those of you across the oceans, wherever you may be, can have a chance, and opportunity to tune in and hear me rant like a crazy man. <laughs> anyway, today's show is going to be an interesting show. A lot of different varieties and different things uh, on the show today. So I um. um i wait for a couple more people to get in because, like I said, I was late. Uh, it never fails. You start doing something, and you got a half hour, and by the time you blink, it's over. <laughs> like you're in the, uh, you're in a, um, you're out of time before you get there kind of thing. All righty here. Let me see here. Getting everybody. Some people are not even awake yet. Some people are more than awake. It all depends alrighty here let me see uh-huh all right I think that oh okay they're starting to come in alrighty let me get to my notes here because I took a bunch of notes and I don't know where the hell I put them now let me see here where am I here let's see here where we're at oh righty, we're going to be talking about a variety of different things, nano, nanomotors. Uh, of course, this isn't showing is showing us.
1: This assembly line pumps up.
0: But, you know, here we go. Let's see what's going on here? We had some stuff here. Okay, we're going to talk about whether, whether it's a force multiplier. I think we need to re understand the, uh, the nature of the. Uh, the nature of what's going on the um okay, i have that twice here Hello. Oh, okay and we're going to hear some talks about the about them talking about the injections should have been yeah. eliminated quite some time ago you know they found out that there was so much wrong yeah. with the stuff you know i mean after which is kind of funny in a way or ironic um, the, um, they kept on propagating this, this, uh, assaults, this war on everybody because they could do it. They could get away with it. They wanted to, um, you know, fulfill their agenda, whatever that may be, whatever that may be. Oh, hey, Yanni's in there. Hey, how you doing, Yanni? What's up? Um. I've been getting different things coming through the week about different ideas and I had a guy contact me on an email and for some reason he could not connect the genetic to the um, to the nano. Couldn't connect with it at all. I was really surprised really when I explained it to him that he was fixated on just one aspect of the of the violation that's gone on in the body, and I encourage them not to use any tech, any electronic devices because um, of the nature of what you don't know. Everyone's running to make these claims that they can get these things out of your body, they can reverse your reverse the damage that was done to your genetic code, we can pull out pull this stuff out of the body. This is all not true. None of that is really true. But what they're doing now is they're placating everybody's emotions, especially if you're desperate. If you're desperate, you want this out of you. You're going to, you know, if someone tells you, you just eat your own shit, you'll do it. You'll do it. And a lot of these multi-level marketing schemes that are out there today, you may as well equate them to a cult. Because they work like a cult. And the way multi-level marketing pro, uh, programs work, they have a product. You sell the product at the price they. Hey, phenomenal made it. Hey, look at that. She's in here today. She's awake. They take. A, they got you selling a product. They got you doing things their way, and then you have to um, comply with buying materials back from the company. So that you can, again, so perpetrated so that you can become even more successful. But your props are all going back to the company that you just sold the product, got your commission, and then they get that commission back from you. That's how it works. That's how cults work, too. All cults work in a similar fashion. They get you involved, they get you working for them, and then they get you giving giving you your resources to them to the fullest extent and it's a it's a vicious vicious circle. You never get ahead. In fact, the reason why you got into the cult is so that you can start a a downline or um I forget the terms now. It's been a long time. But basically you um you get an organization under your under your name or under your number or whatever. <clears throat> and then from there you build an empire. Um, are using the triangle once a week, have any benefits or do you have to do it a couple of times? Well, you're breathing this shit every day. This is another one of those questions that kind of make me wonder why it's even being asked. If you've been saturated all your life and you're now continuing being super saturated with more more. Biogenetic nano warfare that they're putting on you through the air and your food, your food is completely contaminated. That would only make sense that you would be doing it a couple times a week at least. If you can do it daily, that would be the best. But I get the fact that people have a, uh, schedules, they got to work, and sometimes they, it, it's not doable to do it every day. But the more you do it, the more you pull out. And the less you do it, the more it builds up. And then you become a raging antenna so i would encourage you to do it at least three or four times a week at least three or four times or every other day or whatever you can do it's like i said what's the point in having the technology there and you're not using it to pull the the stuff out of you you have to realize every breath you take you're breathing in nanites every food you bite into you're consuming them um you know, you know, well, I, that depends too, Yanni, because I got people that I, I get them on a half hour. That's it. You know, when they first begin and then before you know it, they're doing it for two hours. I don't even tell them to do it. They just go and do it for two hours. I just had a lady buy a triangle. She just used it in the tub and she said it, uh, she was there for over an hour. And again, I only told her a half hour to an hour. She said when she got out, she felt so much relief. She actually got a good night's sleep, and it actually removed a lot of the arthritic pain she was having. So I usually get people in a half hour every day. It's not. It's not over. It's not going to be overwhelming, you know. In that regard, now again, to do it once a week, it's a waste of time. I think you know you're not going to get much done. You know, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, for sure. I those that, I, There was one out of Texas. She said she used it and she was feeling, um, I don't know, she felt wore out after she got done, which stands the reason. Her body's now expelling stuff that she wasn't doing before. And Sometimes you do get that. And again, yeah, you would reduce your, your exposure to it and just build up to it again. But generally speaking, a half hour is what I tell people to usually get started with, either bucket or triangle. And then next thing you know, oh, I've been at it for two hours. I've been doing, (laughs) and they do it daily or they do it every other day, you know, or if they, the other thing about the triangle in the bucket may find as well, again, this is the feedback I'm getting. uh, If let's say you feel like a cold or something is trying to, you know, uh, afflict you some way. And they, a lot of people say they'll get into a tub with the with the triangle. Or they do a bucket, and then and they after they do the bucket for an hour or two, they're they're feeling great. They don't have any problems The symptoms that were coming had left. So that's another thing, you know, um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Today, today, the way the way we are today, um. If you got a spike, a surge and purge, a bucket or a triangle, you know, and you're and you're using this tech, it's good. It's a good idea to be doing it at least every other day uh, or every day, depending on where you live, too. I mean, that's going to have a lot to do with it. Um, let's say you live in an area where I live in, which is heavily industrialized in Windsor and Detroit. We got a, we have a incinerator as well spewing nanoparticles into the atmosphere and we got a lot of the old-fashioned factories that are still using um static filters to filter out the particulates it's still emitting a lot of a lot of uh nanoparticulates. you know doing it daily here would be, probably be the best way to go you know because again we've been saturated for decades with this crap so um okay there you go. See? You had to downgrade. You're too you were too technical. <laughs> I think myself you're just hitting the shine. That's what I think. <laughs> That's my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Where can I find plans for the spike machine? Well, uh, on my BitChu channel I show you how to build it. And I believe Yanni has something on his channel too, so you got two sources you can check out. Yanni goes into the more technical part. I show just in the construction how to construct it, so it's pretty easy to do. So, you know, um, but yeah, uh, all the stuff is out there for you to make. You want to buy it? You got four people you can buy it from. You know, you you got hey, how you doing, Rachel? Um, You can buy it from Yanni. You can buy it from me. You can buy it from Fiona. You can buy it from. from uh, Cherie. So you got four four options uh, where you want to buy it from. So, you know, uh, you got three of us in North America. I'm in Canada. The other two are in the uh, southern part, south of Canada, and Yanni's in Europe. So again, you have options there too. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Yanni's got more schematics. I show you the hands-on. So you got, and again, you can look at both. That makes, that'll help you. But they're not, it's not, a difficult thing to build it really isn't so i wanted to um i was looking at the weather you know i got looking at our weather and um um, 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 um yeah it's very easy um uh, Oh, look at that. We got. <laughs> anyway, I was looking at the weather. <laughs> We're getting distracted here. And I want to read something. Because um, a lot of people are now trying to sell these devices that are using terahertz frequencies, and they're saying it's safe, and it really isn't. And they don't really understand the nature of these frequencies and what they, how they affect nanotechnology. And... That's the other thing i wanted to touch on again and another guy contacted me about this hydrogen thing and another one about this i don't know why they asked me for my opinion i really don't get why they're asking me for my opinion because they're going to buy it anyway so what's the point i mean why why are you wasting my time you know why aren't you just buying the thing that's what you want to do and then whatever happens happens okay but anyway, there are a lot of devices out there. A lot of people selling a lot of devices. Like I said, there's a lot of desperate people out there right now. I, my emails are loaded with them. You know, What can I do to get this out? I got a woman I got to talk to now in, in um, I think, Switzerland. She's got a friend in the hospital. And I wrote her a little thing saying there's not much you can do. You know, And not to use the technology because you don't know what we're dealing with. You know, When we're talking genetics and we're talking nano and we're talking an, an integrated uh, operating system, we have no idea what we're dealing with here. You know, nanotechnology, nanoparticles, nanobiology in regarding to being uh, airborne or eating, that's one thing. But when you get something that's injected and bypasses your immune system, bypasses all the mechanisms that are there, and then actually dumps a program into your genetic code, right? there's nothing we can really say is going to do anything because we don't know enough about We don't know what, what the other aspect of the genetics is. And the way most of these programs are they have a redundancy program where if one fails the other one reboots it and i've had people using scalar technology using the um, um spooky they wound up dead you know one both of them used it at one time and it hyperactivated whatever was going on that's why i emphasize very strongly if you've had these jabs not to use the tech i do not Know if it will kill you at this point because we're dealing with an integrated genetic um, biology. It's not just nano, it's not just genetics. They combined the technology for genetically engineering your food with a nano technology that has, again, its own operating systems. Let me read something about the weather so you understand. Under, and this is the other thing, too. This graphene thing they're talking about, um, yeah, not even a triangle. I don't know what it will do, okay? I don't. I know enough about the genetics and how they have uh, put it together, but I don't know. I mean, if we take the nano down, if we can take it down, and I don't know if that'll work either, but if you do take it down, the genetic code may reboot it. There's enough nanomaterial inside your, your body for it to, again, re re uh reboot the system and vice versa if you fry the genetics um the nano may reboot it okay there has been i got the movies on it not the videos on it and the data on it where they had taken genetically engineered foods the the gmo genetic ge fired a high fifteen thousand volt charge and wiped out the operating system of that dna you know so and the seed went back to normal but that's only one part of it okay i've taken electromagnetic pulses electrostatic charges voltage uh, spiking and knocked it out that way but the, this is a whole different synthetic i have no idea what will happen here you know um And they're talking about the terahertz. When you're looking at terahertz, this this, I cannot get with these people, why they don't see it. The research I got, one of the military research things I found was that they can take the fire terahertz frequency, it goes through you like an x-ray, and it can cause the uh, nanoparticles inside the body to agglomerate or aggregate or or consolidate and then amplify the frequency. It's not doing anything to the nano. It's actually... uh, um, impacting the cells more. So again, this is not something that I see as a good thing, but again, and like I said, you know, MLMs, you have an MLM, it's like being in a cult, no different. You think like a, you think like a a cult, you act like a cult, they got you under their control. And again, you wind up, everything you work for, uh, goes right back to them. What would you recommend for high blood pressure? Lots of sex, really. That would work. That would get your blood pressure right down. You have no idea. <laughs> with one partner. <laughs> one solid partner. Uh, depends on what's causing your blood pressure. If it's a deficiency, then potassium. If it's an environment, and we'd have to see what's in your environment to give you an adaptogen to help you deal with the, um, with the, what's, what's, um, causing you to, to have that stress. If it's um, maybe emotional, you know, bad relationship, mom or dad dying, things of this nature, again, that's another, that's another thing you'd have to, you know, what you wanna um, uh, impose to affect the, uh, the pressure. So it all depends, you know, but if it's just a deficiency, potassium would work, uh, taurine, potassium, magnesium would work uh, really good, using enzymes. And then changing your diet. No bread, no pasta, no rice, no cereal, no grain, no cereals, none of that stuff. No pseudo grains like oat, barley, rice, um, uh, buckwheat, quinoa, all gone. Um, Okay, let me get to this real quick before something else happens. All right. We're going to be talking about carbon black. And let me read this so that you can see how they can control the weather. Just using carbon black. Subsequently, radiates heat during a sunny day. Carbon black also readily absorbs solar energy. When dispersed in microscopic or dust form. Dust form is nano. In the air over a large body of water, the carbon becomes hot and heats the surrounding air. Thereby increasing the amount of evaporation from the body of water below. This will also uh, apply to you. How many times you feel excessively thirsty? You've just drank a glass of water and you just feel like you didn't, you didn't, um, you didn't hit the spot. You need more. That could be why. As the surrounding as the surrounding air heats up, parcels of air will rise, and the, and the air vapor contained in the rising air parcel will eventually condense to form clouds. Over time, the cloud droplets increase in size as more and more water vapor condenses and eventually they become too large, too heavy to stay uh, to stay suspended and will fall as rain or other forms of precipitation. Uh, let's see here. Okay. Um, the, delivery of, the delivery of nanocarbon or carbon dust, the timetable, in my opinion, has been sped up. Okay, they've been exceedingly putting more stuff into the air. And as a result, we're seeing, like last night, I was looking at windy.com and the uh, weather weather map in Michigan, and it put a huge, huge, huge coating of something in the atmosphere that went across four or five states and into into Ontario and uh, Northern Canada. And it sat there all night long. You know, I, took, I think I took the first reading at about, I think two in the morning, and about six or seven in the morning, it was still there. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. conceivably available for effective dispersal of carbon dust or other effective modification agents in the year 2025. They figure by 2025, they're going to have this completely under the, under their control. I think they already have it under their control. Okay, unmanned aerial vehicles will pollute pollute the, and you won't see. In other words, they've got unmanned aerial vehicles or drones that's coated with this carbon you can't even pick up the infrared you may not even be able to see them and that may be what's up there uh spraying and spreading this black carbon now that black carbon will hold anything they put into it keep that in mind you know um they can match a pilot and flight capabilities okay if this uav technology were combined with stealth and uh, and carbon dust technologies the results would be could be uav aircraft invisible to radar while en route to the targeted area which would could spontaneously create carbon dust in any location that is spooky you won't even see it coming it's in the air spread and gone um they've also been able to use this for rain suppression technologies okay we got we just got blasted with a uh what do you call it? A, a, a a a storm bomb or something and um you know and we had this heavy snow and it's damaged the us and canada we had all this crap going on that's that's them doing this okay now we have you know you wouldn't even know we had any snow. ground's wet, but that's about it, you know. Um, um, let me read this. If clouds were seeded using chemical nuclei similar to those used today or perhaps a more effective agent discovered through continued research, okay, before they before their downwind arrival to a desired location, the results could be a suppression or, precip, or precipitation In other words, precipitation could be forced to fall before the arrival in the desired territory, thereby making the desired territory dry. This is telling you how much control they have right now with the weather. And if they can control the precipitation and the the dryness of the weather, Imagine what they can do by putting in other components. Let's say you need a component that needs to be heated up before you disperse it. Well, the black carbon now will fit the fit the fit the uh, criteria. It gets heated, it can disperse, and again, you wouldn't know it reason I'm talking about this is because I have a suspicion and it's already, I think, begun with this big major storm bomb that they just dumped on us. I believe they probably put something in the storm, hit the ground, and is just waiting for it to be activated. Uh, I also um, know black carbon is not the same thing as graphene oxide. Um, you can make black carbon out of coal. That's simple. You know. The charcoal that you use to detox your body black carbon you know so again um you know in that regard so the graphene is something they got everybody fixated on and nobody's paying attention to the other nanoparticles that are already in your body you got a shitload of shit in your body black carbon's one of them aluminum is another strontium is another thorium is another you know mercury is another cadmium is another this all came from the sky aluminum you know it's it's all from the sky you know anybody who's got any kind of gut issue okay in regarding to um any kind of gut issue you can tie it to nanotechnology if you got a respiratory issue you can tie it to nanotechnology i believe in the last 60 years what we've been facing this this uh surge of uh defective defective um health has all been because of nanotechnology that they've been releasing in the atmosphere and the food. I'm going to play something that's going to surprise you guys in regarding to your food supply um, and what they have, um, uh, what they have put in the food uh, in regarding to your food safety. It's not, <laughs> it's not what you think. They have, like I said, they've hooked hooped everybody with this. Um, I just got to find where the hell I put it. What's this one? Nope. That one ain't playing. So I had this all set up last night, and today it decided... This to- right here, oh, okay. This I'm going to play this. Just to give you an this eye. Right here oh, shut up. Any- Holy jumping. Shut up here. Okay. I'm going to play this. To give you an idea how saturated you really are with this nanotechnology. You know, when you look on a box of cereal and they have fortified it with iron and other minerals, these are all oxides or carbonates that, again, you can't break down. And when you do consume them, cause internal damage to your digestive system. The particles themselves will not just sit in your digestive system they can actually translocate through your intestinal tract and go elsewhere in the body they do concentrate in the brain spine spleen liver big time so what i'm going to do now is i'm going to play this so that you guys can get a good understanding how saturated you are are with this stuff how much shit you've been eating most of your life uh thank you you too yeah, Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, those who just popped in, welcome for coming in. Anyway, you'll see the saturation point and why this, even these injections now have ample, ample building block material in the body, which nobody's talking about. Okay, nobody's talking about. Uh, so again, there's lots lots of resources to pull from the system to create the networks, the chips, whatever they want to build inside hold on a second here we go here we go where did we go ah now you can
2: talk this right here is what's known as an ingredients label it's legally required to be printed on the packaging of food items and if you happen to be one of those people who stands in the aisles of the supermarket looking for the names of ingredients that you can't pronounce and therefore you don't want to ingest into your body well then you've most likely come across the names of several ingredients that perhaps unbeknownst to you are actually made using nanotechnology specifically they are made through a process which converts things like silver copper gold aluminum silicon carbon as well as different metal oxides into tiny, tiny, tiny atom-sized particles that are quite literally one billionth of a meter in size. If you want a visual for how small that is, up on screen is a graph from the National Center for Electron Microscopy, and it shows you how a strand of DNA, which is about two nanometers in diameter, is about a thousand times smaller than a bacteria organism and about a million times smaller than a raindrop. So that is to say, these nanoparticles in our food are very, very small. Now, some of the more common nanosize ingredients that you might be able to find in your cupboard right now if you were to look include things like titanium dioxide, which is used to increase the whiteness of things like milk, yogurt, and sugar. You might find silicon oxide, which is added as an anti-caking agent. You might find iron and zinc dioxides, which are added to increase supposed nutritional value. You might find different silver derivatives, which are added for sterilizing properties. And you might find a host of other ingredients like calcium carbonate, tricalcium phosphates, and so on and so forth. The list is rather long. However, before we move on, in order to really set the stage for you properly here, let me back up for a quick moment and actually explain to you what this is all about. Starting back in the 1990s, so about 30 full years ago, nanotechnology became widely used in the production of food products. That's because scientists discovered that by adding these tiny little components, they were able to make our food more colorful, they were able to make it brighter, creamier, crunchier, and they were even able to keep it fresher for longer. And besides just adding it to the food itself, well, some manufacturers have also added these nanoparticles to the food packaging. As just one example, up on screen you can see a milk carton which utilizes nanotechnology to act essentially as an indicator of the freshness of the milk that's inside. And as you can see, the color of the box actually changes to coincide with the change of the food that's inside. Furthermore, different researchers also found that adding these nano-sized additives to some medicines made them more effective. However, according to more and more consumer protection groups, as well as different health experts, well, there appears to be a catch, which is that while these nanoparticles can provide a myriad of benefits, they might come at a price. And that price is our health. Because you see, these particles are so small, so tiny, that studies like this one here that you can see up on screen for yourself show that they can actually breach the blood-brain barrier. And the ironic part is that the researchers in that study, they were actually looking into this function of nanoparticles in order to treat neurological diseases. Because in order to treat them, they actually need medication that can breach the blood-brain barrier. But when it comes to food, for instance, when it comes to your breakfast cereal, that is not a feature of the ingredients that anyone is looking for. Furthermore, besides breaching the blood-brain barrier, other studies have shown that these particles are also able to circulate throughout the body to get into and get absorbed by the bloodstream and different organs. They have the potential to penetrate our cell walls, and then they might also, at least potentially, create inflammation and disease. Here's, for instance, what Dr. George Takis, who is a researcher with the Harvard School for Public Health, here's what he said regarding this matter, quote, They may pass through the lining of the gut and enter the bloodstream, which may trigger an inflammatory or immune response. They may also build up in various parts of the body, including the lungs, the heart, and reproductive organs. Likewise, Dr. Rolf Halden, who is the director of the Center for Environmental Health Engineering over at Arizona State University, he was quoted in a recent article as saying this, quote, We really don't know what the impact of these particles is. Human exposure is increasing and we lack the tools to even measure what is arriving in our bodies, where it is deposited and what it does there. Then he actually went on to compare this unknown impact of nanoparticles to asbestos. Quote, asbestos itself is relatively benign. It's an inorganic material. What makes it toxic and makes it kill 90,000 people a year is that it has particles that lodges in human tissue. Furthermore, there was a study published in July of 2020 by researchers over at the University of Massachusetts in Amherst. And in the study, they were specifically researching the effects of titanium dioxide, which is one of the most well-known additives. It's commonly added to things like gum, candy, drinks, milk, desserts, and so on. And what these researchers did was that they gave titanium dioxide to two different groups of mice. And in order to isolate the effects specifically to this nanoparticle, one group of mice was fed a low-fat diet, and the other group was fed a high-fat diet. And what wound up happening was that both groups experienced changes in their gut bacteria, including the inflammation of their colons, which can lead to abdominal pain and even diarrhea. And although both sets of mice experienced this inflammation, the obese mice that were fed the higher-fat diet, they had more pronounced symptoms. Now, you might look at the study and you might say, hey, Roman, that's great, but if these nanoparticles have been used in food production since the 1990s and they are found in over quite literally 2,000 different food items, then why are you citing studies on mice? What about studies on humans? Well, that's the million-dollar question. Because looking at the situation, you would assume that surely the U.S. government wouldn't haphazardly allow food companies to introduce these new ingredients into the products that we buy on our store shelves without undergoing rigorous testing and authorization. And if you think that, well, you would only be half right. Because as it turns out, the FDA, which is of course the agency that's tasked with overseeing these additives, they are themselves trying their best to keep up with this new and evolving technology. And they're essentially playing a balancing game between the potential benefits while mitigating the risks that these nanoparticles actually cause. And as it currently stands, the FDA recognizes nanoparticles within food with a designation called GRASS, which stands for Generally Recognized as Safe. As long as the manufacturer is already using the same ingredient in its larger form, well, they can use it in its nanoparticle form. Meaning that if, let's say, a cereal manufacturer is, for instance, using titanium dioxide as an additive in their cereal, well, then they can also use titanium dioxide nanoparticles in their cereal as well, and the FDA will label that cereal as being grass. Here's specifically what a guidance document from the FDA said in this matter. And just for your reference, this document was released all the way back in 2007. Quote, The FDA's Nanotechnology Task Force concluded that the agency's authorities are generally comprehensive for products subject to pre-market authorization requirements such as drugs, biological products, devices, and food and color additives, and that these authorities give the FDA the ability to obtain detailed scientific information needed to review the safety and, as appropriate, the effectiveness of the products. For products not subject to pre-market authorization requirements, such as dietary supplements, cosmetics, and food ingredients that are generally recognized as safe, otherwise known as GRAS, manufacturers are generally not required to submit data to the FDA prior to marketing, and the agency's oversight capacity is less comprehensive. Meaning, again, that the FDA's requirements for reviewing and confirming the safety and efficacy of nanotechnology ingredients only applies to a certain subset of food-related products. And so if something is already recognized as being generally safe, then the nanoparticle derivative of that same substance is also generally assumed to be safe. Now, this story actually gets a lot deeper, which we'll get into after I show you this beautiful coin. This right here is an American walking liberty wanted to do what I do, which is super simple. to six larger levels. And so for the FDA to admit that ingredients that have previously received the grass label are exempt from screening, is concerning to say the least because if they're not going to look into the safety and the potential dangers of ingesting these nanoparticles well then who will
0: (laughs) isn't that interesting okay and yet when when we were looking at nanotechnology 13 years ago at the time it was a two trillion dollar a year business two trillion now i think it's over a couple hundred trillion because it's in everything silver and gold are going to pale by comparison and value as opposed to nano anything to do with nano and i've got on my website alone nanotoxicology and and showing you different elements and what they do to the body they are this is a little dated to show it's a little outdated. They are since then they do know what these things can do to the body. At the time, they also knew, but they weren't revealing what could what these things could do to the body. What makes nanotechnology or nanoparticles so dangerous is their size. When you're eating eating something that's on a micron level, that means your body can consume it, your cells can only take one of those particles into itself, utilize it, discharge it, and send it on its way. When you're talking nano, instead of one particle getting into the cell, you can have tens of thousands of particles getting into one cell because they're so small. As a result, they kill the cell, they choke out the cell, they destroy the cell, and then because it's the operating system's nature to just construct and using the protein of the blood cell or of any cell or the lipid or the sugar what winds up happening is now it starts its construction when you start pulling this stuff out you may see tubes that are, that are sort of um, uh, translucent coming out of the body that translucent thread is a either a carbon or protein That has been, again, manufactured by the nano to create the fullerene tube that it's going to create. Because it needs something for the particles to attach to. Whether it be a sugar, a lipid, or a protein. And again, it will begin its construction. You may have a pimple on your face and um, you may then just... um, proceed to press that pimple out. And when you look under a scope, you may see a thread that may be three, four, five inches long that has been underneath inside your skin that has, again, uh, assembled to network your system. When you're doing the bucket, for instance, you may see stuff coming out, maybe dust particles, black charred material, fibers, all kinds of stuff can come out of your legs. When you're in the bathtub, doing the triangle, same thing may occur. You may see different variations of different material floating in the water or laying on the bottom of the tub. You know, the reason why you use these things with water is so that they, as the salts that you're putting in there and the acids can help, again, further release what's being uh, disconnected. So there is like I said there 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 are there's all kinds of information really today if you want to look at titanium dioxide the titanium dioxide is another material that they put into the food supply purposely to disengage the male population they, they again it's another one of those metals that, go, that bypasses the blood barrier of the of the testicles goes inside and shreds the tubes um, um that's why the goofy guru gurus are pushing uh nano zeolite uh so hard to fill up fill us up rapidly with the, yeah definitely well like I said the the stuff that's come out in the health food industry in the last ten years at least has been designed to incorporate into your body more stuff so that whether it's a frequency device, whether it's a, a, a supplement, nano silver, 10 part per million, 20 part per million will kill everything, including you, you know, um, makes you a super antenna, increases the, um, the efficacy of a, of a frequency or a field to affect you. And a lot of these nanoparticles will embed, for instance, lithium. They sell lithium orotate in the health food store, saying it's a wonderful thing for people who are having this issue, and that issue, whatever. But lithium doesn't come out. And what they've done is they've combined, again, a a base metal with an acid so that it, it is more bioavailable and can translocate into the brain. And when it gets into the brain, it sits there. Again, accumulating. And if it does come out can cause damage to the kidneys. But again, they tell you it's safe. Yeah, they tell you all this shit is safe. Safe is a relative term. Safe is, this is how you have to understand how they define safe. Okay, safe is, okay, this material here at this strength will cause cancer. The same material at this level here will cause uh, cellular decay. So it's safe because if we take it here as opposed to here so that's what, how they correlate safe or it, or it okay out of a hundred or out of a hundred um, test subjects you know ten died or twenty died, which is within the reasonable boundaries that they have set so it's safe. How about the old-fashioned twenty twenty five ppm yeah that's uh that's all yeah that's all nano that's all nano it's not if it's not above 100 part per million then it's nano 75 to 100. the military uses a 75 to 100 part per million when they when they use it in the field from what i researched anyway they don't use they don't use any of that crap it's all designed to jack in and again okay remember seeing i don't know if you guys remember seeing years ago there was a guy that was sort of blue he was taking t- tablespoons of silver every day, and he actually turned blue. But the reason why he turned blue wasn't because of the silver. Because when he was extracting from the silver spoons that he had, the silver spoons had copper in it. So he wound up uh, absorbing. It's a wonder it didn't, that didn't kill him. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's and the that's reason why he was blue. <laughs> because they're, t- they're taking copper with this stuff in high doses. I take copper every day, but I'm only using a couple drops at a time. I don't need to take an overwhelming amount. Even the silver, it's an antibacterial. It too will uh, destroy bacteria in the gut. They tell you it doesn't, but it will. And again, when we're talking nano. And again, that's all subject subject to volume is what you're taking or density. So when you're um so when you're taking a nanosilver, it could wipe out your colon. They've even even with women, a lot of women hygienic products like the pads and the and the cotexes and whatever else they're using, it's loaded with nanosilver now. They put it in there so that women wouldn't emit an odor. But it wipes out their reproductive system at the same time. <laughs> you won't stink, but you won't be able to make babies either. <laughs> and you might get cancer. You know your cervix might fall out, your ovaries might fall out, your uterus might fall out, but that's okay. <laughs> you know um, so again, you know, this is some of the stuff that they that they've done. They have new menstrual pads with graphene. now, oh, yeah, that's right, that's true. They got the graphene. Uh, Say they, they they are gung-ho, boy. They are looking at knocking out a man's balls and a woman's flower. I mean, this is what they're trying to do here. And you got to be careful. I mean, you really, today you have to think in terms of science, like a scientist. What does this stuff do? And where are they putting this stuff? You know, places where you're the most vulnerable. Or the places where you're, you're more subject to uh, have damage, you know. And once the cancer starts with this stuff, it's again, depending on what it is they use, can be a problem getting rid of it. So um, a lot of women now are using a cup. And you got to look at that cup. What's that cup made of? I've talked to some women that said they were using that. Some women could use it. Some couldn't. So um, I forget what the reasons why. Some... some um, had a heavy flow where the cup just just wasn't cutting it so uh um okay so like i said you know it it all depends the the attack is on and all of us have been loaded with the stuff like okay he's talking 20 years ago with the food i'm going to continue playing this but I wanted to intercede here because some of these videos I like I said they are, are dated and we've gone we have gone past way past the um um in regard to um what they're saying the information that has come out over 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 a decade um has been uh more revealing let's just put it this way over, yeah for sure well you gotta remember these particles don't just sit in one spot all right you got a, you got a tampon stuck inside of you and it's got silver particulates all over it okay when you pull one out to put another one in a lot of the lot there may be a residual from the last tampon you use. That, those particles won't just sit there. They will go through the lining of the walls and go through some other part of your body. They seem to have an affinity to translocate to the spine, spleen, liver, and brain. That's where they seem to all aggregate to. You know? And again, what do women have a lot of times? They have problems with their colon. They can't shit. A lot of times it's a big problem with most women. And they get headaches. And I've often said that the headaches were stemming from the vaginal area because of the toxins they were putting in the tampons that would stick around and maybe cause them problems. Again, poisoning the system. So again, if a woman's being poisoned, she's not going to be at her optimal. She's not going to want to have sex, especially if she's got a, a migraine hitting her. And a lot of that's coming from, again, it's a toxic source, um, you know, Exactly. You're you're right up to chakra points, right into the brain. So and again it, it it's gonna go up the spine. <laughs> One way or another, it'll get up there. So a lot of these metals they'll tell you the same thing. They do not just sit. Okay, and then you look at it, you look at the intestinal tract. In the last 30 years, more people have had problems with the colon, they can't shit. They got duress, they got leaky colons, they got sacs, they got all kinds of things going on in the colon. Why do you think caused that? A lot of that was genetics, GMO they were putting in the food that was designed to kill the pests by going into, the, into their, their digestive system and literally imploding inside of them. Some of that was also nanospraying. They would spray for instance, soy. Soy has a coating of a nano silver spray on top of it to protect it as a pesticide. Can you imagine that? Soy is a pesticide. It's God's pesticide. That's what he put. That's what he put there. Then they coat it with a pesticide. On top of that, then you got to remember the whole food supply out in out in the farmer's field is all being rained down upon with whatever's in the rainwater today, which seems to be a synthetic life form. And that's also getting into the food supply so again they're they're coming at you from every different direction now i don't i never yes yeah, it's, yeah it, that fermentation bullshit means nothing it means absolutely fa the soy is one of the most toxic plants on the planet nobody should be eating that nobody go on my website alone you can see this there's four studies there uh, when the European women started eating soy, the male population developed a condition called hypospadia, meaning that the penis didn't develop properly or it had a malfunction in its, uh, or or it had mutated in other words, where the tip of the penises where a man peas out of the hole instead of being there was at the base of the penis just just uh, just above the sac. Some men never developed a penis. You know, some needed surgery because of the amount of damage this shit caused. This you don't hear about. This you never hear about. All you hear about is how the Japanese eat this shit, and they're living to be about five hundred years old. And the Japanese love the soy. Love the soy. I got somebody I talked to in Japan. She's telling me all the soy. All the men are soy boys today. You know. You know. Yeah, the protein—the protein in soy is about as useless as three tits on a horse. I got to tell you, you know, there's not much there that you can absorb. It's highly high phytates and high fiber content doesn't allow you to break that down, break that protein down either. And you know, I've been talking about that for years. The, the biological value, the best protein really to eat, to eat and consume are eggs. They are the highest, most bio bioavailable protein uh, uh, that you can eat followed by a whey hydroslate or a whey, a whey isolate, then followed by a whey concentrate or a whey casein. They are the most absorbable proteins you can consume. And then, if you like I said, if you add gelatin, say, let's say you're gonna make a scrambled egg. So you take gelatin and you dissolve the gelatin in water and mix it with the egg and consume it. The BV rating at that point goes up to 99. In other words, out of 100%, percent you absorb 99% of that protein. That's amazing. So why would anybody want to eat soy or peanuts or not peanut, uh, uh, like nuts, nut proteins or rice protein? They're very poorly absorbed. But again, this industry is full of shit. Has been for quite some time. Most of the uh, gurus out there that are propagating this bullshit are also full of shit. Any of these guys are propagating some new age universal bullshit. Again, it has nothing to do with biochemistry, and they're they're uh, using that as a means or a platform to sell more shit. <laughs> That's what it is, really. So this is why you have to be aware and and you know on top of things now. After he's saying this just in the food supply, it's going to be virtually impossible not to eat anything that doesn't have soy. How many of you eat lunch meat? Lunch meat will have silver in it. How many of you eat um, potato chips or something of that nature that has an oil to it? The will has silver with it. You know, uh, how many are eating or um, well, any kind of... Uh, box or canned food there'll be something in it to help again neutralize any kind of growth so you're going to get it no matter what you do so at this point all you can do really is to neutralize what you're eating you know give yourself a charge use a bucket use a triangle um charge again run a a a jolting charge through the meat supply you're eating pulse your food you know, things of this nature or and again, and start growing your own stuff. Even using a hydroponic, using distilled water and minerals. You add your own minerals and add your own bacteria to it. You can, you know, you can get that from any, any source, really. This is something that we're going to have to develop in order to survive. If you want a meat product... Then have, grow, then create an aquaponic system where you have you can grow fish, and then raise chickens and and use the eggs, because the stuff you're going to be feeding that chicken, is going to be pretty much nano-free. Yeah, you can use you don't even need you don't even have to go with the fulvic acid minerals. I mean, you can if you want to, but you can go to any store and buy any kind of minerals that are on the market today. Uh, an electrolyte mixture of any kind mix that with yogurt and put it in the soil you're good to go add a little borax to it add a little phosphorus to it you can add trisodium phosphate you can add borax you can add epsom salt you can add um um, calcium you can add a calcium carbonate to that if you want you can you know you can add whatever minerals zinc copper selenium put it all together what i used to do for my garden and I had a pretty good garden going is I would take a five gallon jug of water and I would put minerals in the water and let them sit overnight. So I always had one jug ready to, again, uh, water the garden, with. then I'd hose it down so that it wouldn't be concentrated. And then sometimes I would mix yogurt in there with the vitamins I already threw in there. And then again, water the garden. I was growing this stuff called Cress Um, uh, and when you bit into the thing, holy jumping, you chewed on it for about 10 minutes. That's how tough the fiber was. That's how nutrient dense the stuff was. It's LTSB. Um, I don't know what the PF is. It should just be trisodium phosphate. Where Where are you at, Wayne? Where are you located? If you're in Canada, Canadian Tires has now re- uh, brought it back in for however long it's going to be there. Um, uh, oh, phosphate-free. Oh, yeah. You don't have trisodium phosphate. I don't know what that is. That is That isn't TSP. Uh, you must be in Michigan. I saw something like that in Michigan years ago when I contacted the company and said, no, it had, didn't have phosphorus in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Michigan, you, you got to get the, if you're in Michigan, you got to get the Savergain, or you have to go online and order it online. Uh, Michigan's got some funny rules about phosphate. They'll pollute the air and everything else with the automotive industry, but phosphorus is a no-no in the water. <laughs> I don't get it, but hey, what do I know? Um, let, me go, let me continue with this video um, so that you can continue hearing some more information about what we're up against. Hold on.
2: Here we go and the answer appears to be the manufacturers themselves because further down in this document from the fda specifically on page 33 there is a subsection titled quote products not subject to pre-market authorization and in that subsection it says this quote however manufacturers are still responsible for ensuring that the products they market are safe for example cosmetic manufacturers are required to ensure the safety of their products but are not required to provide safety data to the fda In light of the evolving state of the science, the task force believes an appropriate course of action at this time would be for the agency to work with manufacturers of these products and assist them in identifying data to substantiate the safety of products containing nanoscale materials, including chronic toxicity and other long-term toxicity data as appropriate. And so you see, the FDA appears to recognize the potential dangers of these nanoparticles, but then they go on to suggest that it is still the manufacturer's own responsibility to ensure that their products are safe. And so what the FDA's plan appears to be, at least according to their own guidance documents, is to establish some sort of ad hoc relationships with the different product manufacturers in order to pull together the right data to demonstrate product safety, which appears to rely heavily on the good nature of these different companies to be responsible, which is actually evidenced further in another document that the FDA released back in 2018 called, quote, the FDA's approach to regulation of nanotechnology products. And in that document, there is a subsection which reads this, quote, Where statutory authority does not provide for pre-market review, consultation is encouraged to reduce the risk of unintended harm to human or animal health. In these cases, FDA relies on publicly available or voluntarily submitted information, adverse event reporting where applicable, and on post-market surveillance activities to provide oversight. Where nanotechnology applications are involved, the FDA encourages manufacturers to consult with the agency before taking their products to market. Such consultation can help the FDA to advise companies, review safety information, and design any necessary post-marketing safety oversight. Now again, I am generally the type of person that gives the benefit of the doubt to most people. However, it's hard not to make the comparison that this appears to be a case of having the fox guard the henhouse, when the FDA basically is relying on the good nature of profit-driven food companies to use this new technology, which fundamentally alters the state of food items, with no long-term health studies to support its use. Furthermore, one of the main reasons that you likely don't know about these nanoparticle ingredients is because of the fact that the FDA's guidance explicitly states that companies do not have to place nanotechnology ingredients on the labels of their food products. Here's specifically what it says in this guidance document, again, that came from the FDA in 2007, quote, because the current science does not support a finding that classes of products with nanoscale materials necessarily present greater safety concerns than classes of products without nanoscale materials the fda nanotechnology task force does not believe there is a basis for saying that as a general matter a product containing nanoscale materials must be labeled as such therefore the task force is not recommending that the agency require such labeling at this time instead The task force recommends that the agency take the following action address on a case-by-case basis whether labeling must or may contain information on the use of nanoscale materials that is quite frankly rather cool the recommendation is that since the science doesn't suggest that these food products with nanotech present a greater safety risk well then they don't need a label even though that
0: (laughs) okay this guy is just basically candy coating everything here um uh, the (laughs) the reason why they're not labeling uh uh the reason why they're not labeling the product is because they know damn well that the nanoparticles are going to cause a major 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 problem in your health they know that The reason, and again, uh, again, when we're looking at, uh, (laughs) like I said, this is all shenanigans on 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 the nth degree, you know, on the nth degree, the uh, uh, the whole. Reason why they don't label something because if if you eat something, okay. See you later, phenomenal. Pre-mo- uh, whatever phenomenal. See you later, phenomenal. Um, when you're looking at labeling, it's supposed to give you full disclosure of what you're eating. You know and it's just like it's the same it's the same rhetoric that they pulled when you uh when they were putting genetically engineered food uh in the field and growing it people wanted to know what they were eating they wanted it labeled and they realized that they had put that labeling on there the food people would not buy the food uh so they didn't there was a big big fight I think in the United States, food labels still do not still do not register anything genetically engineered. Even the butter—if you buy a butter that doesn't have the BSE in it or the BST or whatever is in it—they have a label saying that this butter doesn't have the BST. But there's no study or evidence saying that the BST will cause harm to people that eat it. That's what they—that's what they do in Michigan, anyway. Um, other parts of the world they have to label so that people can make their own choice and well you know very well they put something on sale it's usually toxic it's usually um, nutrient deficient and it's usually cancer causing (laughs) usually so when we're looking at all the things that you know about labeling they don't label it because they know people won't buy it. They they, they won't label it because they under, they know people will be suspect of them. The government knows and the corporations know FDA is controlled by the corporate planet, corporate world. You know, China wants to sell something. They give the FDA $10 million. Whether it kills you or not, they don't give a shit. They'll pass it. They'll okay it. Yeah, I mean, look at this bioweapon they released on the whole planet. There was no studies done. They paid the FDA. The FDA looked the other way. and Now we have a bioweapon that's been released throughout the world. Uh, you know, um, you know. well, na- uh, no, well, I could, I guess, today. Uh, natural flavors used to mean um, aborted baby proteins, beaver ass, soy, uh, or any kind of chemical component that they wanted to put in there. So it, uh, the nano would be would be or should be um, um, isolated as its own identifier. You ever notice now what they do is they put in these European codes. So now if you want to know what's in your food, you got to look up the code. Because in their mind, they did their job. They told you what's in it. But now you're reading that code, and you're like, what the hell's that? What is that? You know. And as we heard earlier, they're putting so-called nutrients in the food, which are all nano. <laughs> Imagine that. Oh, it's nano, you know. Now we got the other end of the spectrum. Okay, microwaves. We're constantly being barraged with microwaves. And we got these parts particulate inside of us that are affected by microwaves you know like i said if you've got if you've built a spike or if you've got a spike if you want to go buy just go buy uh uh any kind of meat pulverize it a little bit if it hasn't been pulverized by you know buy these tube steaks you know how they're all beat up and they got that little thing in there throw that in salt water put borax or any kind of sol- sea salt in there uh saturate it put your pads inside of a bowl or whatever clip them to the side and let that pulse for an hour or two and see what comes out you'll see all kinds of wonderful nano material um uh, you know um so like I said when we're looking at uh uh <laughs> pork. Well, any meat, not pork. Uh, they, they got those things where you, they beat, they you know, poke the meat or slice the meat kind of thing. So that again, you when you cut the meat or you, you uh, um, puncture the meat, it allows for uh, a better release of whatever's inside. Or or buy some ground beef that's already been ground up, throw it in a bowl, and again, allow the, um, oh, that's okay. Uh, It can be, I guess. I I know the the original definition of it was um, uh, soy and its many names, AVP, TVP, HVP, um, MSG. These are all soy. Then uh, they had uh, aborted baby proteins. They had in their um, uh, coloring agents, aluminum, all kinds of stuff, you know. Um, so, again, we have a lot of things that are under that natural. And even uh, if you look it up, they even say they They're extracting some sort of flavoring agent out of a beaver's asshole. So, I mean... And they're putting it in the food supply i mean it's it's amazing what we what we think we're eating you know and how much crap they're feeding us so it's like i said in today's times you have to start thinking in terms of neutrality that's why i don't encourage people to eat any any vegetables above the ground it's it's unless you're going to juice and filter it's a waste of time you know um yeah and colored from beetles that's true and anato is one of them uh there's another one so yeah we're getting or they're getting it from or also they're getting it from a uh, crab and then they're taking the chitin from the crab and, t- and selling it as a health food supplement you know it's, it's an in um you know it's like I said, it's insane what we're eating, <laughs> you know. When I go to the grocery store years ago, um, and I was giving a, a lot more advice in regarding to food. I used to tell you, you've got to go to the grocery store. Just stay in the outer perimeter. Get your fruit, vegetable, your dairy, and your meat and get out. There were some things in the aisles that you could get like a can of tuna that it just was in water, oil, or water, salt, and fish uh maybe your coffee but even your coffee coffee's heavily heavily saturated with some kind with some form of pesticide you know, we drink that shit every day you know um so um please repeat what you're saying well you haven't you ever looked at they used to have a dietary product i don't know if they have it down there where you are but years ago they're getting people to use chitosan over here so that it would absorb the fat and act as a filling agent chitosan can cause cancer in the gut so what they would do is they would take the um they would take the crab remove the component that uh, the dye or the red coloring of the of a crab and they'd use it as a food coloring agent and then they would take the chitosan and they would again extract the um uh and sell it as a food supplement The output industry is notorious for selling shit and calling it healthy. How many of you remember when they were talking about selling fermented oil? How many of you remember that? Okay. Fermented oil. Fermented fish oil. Or fermented, uh, yeah, fermented fish oil. How many of you remember that? Some of you may not have ever heard of it. But they were selling a fermented fish oil because... Why they were selling fermented fish oil wasn't because the fish oil was fermented. You cannot ferment fish oil. You ferment sugar, not fat. But because all the fish oils that were tested in 16 countries, including Canada and the United States, found that all the fish oil was rancid. You know. What? Uh, fermented fish oil? Really? Yeah. Well, fermented fish oil is rancid oil. That's all that is. And so that causes that also causes a carcinogenic effect, and also causes the fat cells in your body to flatten out. Don't, they don't sell here anymore. There was such an uproar about it. I made a big stink about it. So you can't ferment you, ferment you ferment sugar, not fat. Fat if fat gets uh, goes into that stage, it's going rancid. You know, leaven, yeah, of course it's lemon flavor. They have to they have to co- uh, cover the taste. You know, I don't know if you've ever had fish oil that was straight out of a bottle that didn't have any flavor. It all tasted like shit, no matter what. Even the flaxseed oil that they were selling here, I think I used it. I think I used one one taste of a, one bottle once or twice. and threw it away. I said, "Something just can't be right." You know, it was fresh and it's kept under a certain temperature. When they cold process it, then they do. It's all it was all bullshit. You know, can't imagine. Uh, run to the bathroom with that well maybe if it doesn't rot your gut (laughs) i don't have to go to the bathroom anymore i have no more intestinal tract you know that kind of thing yeah so like i said you're not just you're not just dealing with a a um single thing anymore you know not like you're dealing with genetically engineering or genetically modifying organisms in the food supply you know you're also dealing with pesticides and you're dealing with um uh herbicides rodent size all kinds of shit. you're dealing now with chemtrails falling on the food supply years ago the health the health director in the un again about 10 years ago stated that you don't have any organics anymore because the chemtrails have pretty much neutralized all the organics i was saying that years before he did You know, all you got to do is look around you. So, again, this is why it's important you understand neutrality. How to neutralize what you're eating. You know, if you do that, you'll be fine. You'll, You'll at least be able to maybe miss some things. You still may get sick. You still may get some issues. But it may not be on a major scale. So, like I said, it's important that you understand doesn't matter where you live. Some places may be a little bit cleaner than others, but in the end, if you're buying any food from America or Canada, for sure, you're going to have some kind of genetically engineering or some kind of genetically modification of the food supply, especially from Canada and the United States. There's no question about it. You know, they say that they don't give antibiotics to the cows here and all that bullshit, but what happens is how they get around as they put it in the feed? And hey, they put it in the feed. Let's see if she wants to talk. So that's how. They're, so they're not injecting it into them, but they're eating it. Does a um, does a mattress with metal coils cause one to be exposed to more? Well, yeah, are you, are you referring to frequency? Is that what you're saying? The, yeah, the answer would be yes. Okay, hold on. So we've got another one here. Okay, well, Ahmed, or, yeah, Ahmed, are you there? Hello? Hello, hello. Are you there? It,
3: yes, I am here.
0: How are ah, you? Ah, there we go. Now I hear you.
3: Yes, I am here with you. How are okay. you? Okay,
0: good. Yourself? Yes, I am Ahmed from Pakistan. Pakistan? Oh my gosh, I I I've got I made it to big time. I'm in Pakistan. <laughs> oh. How are you doing today?
3: Yes, uh, it is a f- very much fun and doing some kind of excitement here in Pakistan and celebrating New
0: Year. Ah, okay.
3: And what about you? I think you are from
0: America, Canada.
3: okay, Canada.
0: Yes, great country, Canada. used to be <laughs> used to be not no more. Uh, nice. we still have we still have about eight hours here before we get into our new year.
3: okay, but uh, we are celebrating, and uh, almost we have uh, now uh, here in Pakistan, time is. Uh, Two twenty, 20, so we okay. have now celebrating New Year.
0: Okay, do you have a question? Yes. What's your question?
3: Yes, my question is uh, that how Canadian celebrate New Year?
0: Usually Canadians go out and get drunk and okay. eat a lot, that's it, <laughs> have a party.
3: But, uh, Yes, but in Pakistan, wine is banned. So we are Muslim and we are not allowed to drinking.
0: Well, we have a different culture here. Here, you That's how they celebrate.
3: Yes, but we are celebrating through different kind of fireworks. And we are celebrating uh, on different kind of restaurant, eating some kind of food and some kind of singing and some kind of playing and so on
0: okay yeah it, the the custom is similar the only difference is okay people eat they have a drink whatever and they see a ball falling from a pole and they start getting excited and happy that the old new year old year has passed new year is here so it's very similar
3: and you know that uh, pakistani i always like to travel to canada and so many pakistani are there in canada and they are just getting their education there
0: yeah yeah, well, Canada is not what it used to be. It's not the same anymore. We have, we are, we are declining rapidly here. Yes, so whatever.
3: Uh, yes, but uh, educational system of Canada is very excellent. So many Asian are in
0: Canada. Well, again, it used to be the reason a lot of people are here in canada because the cost of going to a university in some some provinces is very inexpensive compared to other places so that's why a lot of them are here but in generally the even the educational standards here have declined badly we have no idea okay
3: and your so, show is very excellent there are 47 people live
0: well, I got 81 here in the show right now.
3: Okay, that's great. Fantastic.
0: All right, listen, I'm going to let you go so I can continue with the show. Nice talking to you and happy new year.
3: Thank you very much.
0: All right. Let's see now, try Tracy. Okay, anyway, I guess she didn't show up or whatever's going on. Alrighty, let's see here. How the heck do I do this? No, okay. Um, All right, let's get back to what I was talking about here. Now that we've got the Happy New Year thing going through. Hi I told you, will you give uh, names of stuff should not be in the supplements? Um, well... We've been talking about that uh, with the food. Same thing would apply. Uh, you don't want anything with artificial or natural flavors. You don't want anything with soy in it. And soy has many names. MSG, TVP, AVP, HVP, uh, soy. Nothing with natural flavors. I could have anything from soy to aborted baby proteins to pork to beaver ass to uh, lab chemicals. So you don't want that. You don't really want that in the uh, in your vitamins. Some of the vitamins are when they put in. Um, I I have not seen a good multivitamin probably in about eight years. I haven't seen one good one. So I, I don't encourage people to buy them anymore. I think they pretty well corrupted that whole segment there. I encourage people to buy electrolytes in a good B complex if they can find a clean one. And they can also add their vitamin A to it if they want. Um, And you don't want vitamins that have uh, bad combinations. For instance, if a vitamin has uh, calcium and iron, you don't want that because the calcium and iron will neutralize each other. So a lot of times you're better off taking specifics, you know, or small mixtures that may be more effective than taking one big lump chunky vitamin you know yeah it's not what they have in it it's what they have in it that you don't want there you know what i mean i a lot of companies will put a vitamin from a to z and they got herbs and a bunch of stuff here and there blah 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 blah, blah. but then you look at it, it's got soy it's got aluminum lake number red number uh, three aluminum lake number uh red number 40 Aluminum lake, uh, yellow number five. Aluminum lake, yellow number six. This is a, an aluminum content that can cause liver and respiratory damage. So you don't want those in your pills either. You know. Um, uh, well, again, spray it on your hair. The limits on copper chloride supplementing. I was about through five drops. With zinc chloride equally but my gray hair hasn't approved yet well you may need to incorporate more copper uh you may need to take more if i take it for a couple of days a lot of my gray disappears uh you can also spray it on your hair you know put some in a put a maybe 20 drops in a one ounce mister and spray your hair and comb it through you know let it absorb that way you ever watch those commercials where the guy he wants to date this woman you know, and he's got this gray in his hair and she's going to come over in about 10 minutes. And so he sprays his hair with this shit that he put that they're selling and they comb it through. And all of a sudden it looks like he's, you know, 25 years younger. That's primarily copper and coffee, you know, so that's what does it. Um, you know, a lot of hair products, if you want your hair to grow, add sulfur and coffee to it. Uh, you like how health supplements don't do health. You like how health, oh yeah, now I get you. Well, it's, it. the health food industry has been compromised. It, that's the reason why they're not, and again, it's the business model has been working and people have been convinced to go to a health food store for decades. So now you got a market that's basically been trapped into it so when you go into a health food store today you know when i used to be down in arizona the health food store i was in they had just put everything under the sun but i would say about 40 percent of it was just just garbage you know they had they were selling vitamins that you couldn't absorb they were paying a guy in hawaii 130 bucks for a five minute jingle to put their his their name of the store on there uh, they were, He was advertising this product that had just about everything under the sun. It probably had over 100 components to it. And probably 30 of those components were homeopathy. homeopathy. It was total bullshit. There was no way you could put all that into one capsule. And a lot of the homeopathy stuff would have been neutralized by some of the vitamins that was in that mixture. So it was just bogus. Everybody that was working on staff would never buy those vitals. Everyone knew they were just garbage, but the price was right. They were cheap. They had nothing in them, and people bought them. You bought the high-end vitamins for like 30 bucks a bottle. You bought that bottle for 10. They couldn't keep it on the shelf, but and people were thinking they were getting something. They were, all they were getting was expensive shit. That's all they were getting. Um Is that copper foil? Yeah, any copper will work. But yeah, I, I probably you did use a foil. It's possible. Uh, I don't recall now. But I sometimes when you go to the hardware store and get a little small, um, one inch or three quarter inch pipe. It's all copper. I've seen a bit, i seen a thing of uh, black strap molasses a day, uh, a day for six months or so will increase, will incre- reverse gray hair. But haven't done it to cover. Well, blackstrap molasses shouldn't be consumed either. It's another one of those bullshit products that's toxic as hell. What you're eating is the sludge of the sugar. That's all it is, sludge. So any mineral component they got in is just leftover crap when they when they process the uh, process it down. I I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't even bother with that crap. It's just garbage. Um, you don't really know what's in it. <laughs> you really don't. So. Now, again, I talk to some people out overseas and the way they make their molasses is a little different than the way they do it here. So, it's a whole different, uh, different way of doing it there. there the ones overseas uh, in the Middle East and in the Far East, those I would eat, you know. Um, so, when we're looking at um, hair color, that's usually a result of peroxyls peroxide your body's producing the next amount of peroxide to increase the oxygen levels in your body or to fight some kind of infection so to neutralize the peroxides, you take copper copper and c if you add copper to coffee, it also may help reversing the gray hair me personally i don't care my hair is gray not gray whatever i earned every gray hair i got so i don't i I display it like a badge i don't i don't worry about it All the shit we go through in this life, if gray hair is showing that I have survived the war. Hey, there's my badge of honor. That's how I look at it. All right, let me continue with this guy. Uh, I was going to talk about other things. Let me see here. We got here. This one's not working. We got here. That's a water multiplier. We got here. Oh, okay, that's a motor. We're taking a quick gander here. Okay. And I'm going to play something from Fire Medic 8. He did also a, so to the time here I got, okay. He did a a video on the electrical support. So we're going to play that. Keep on educating you. (laughs) Okay, that's it there. Starts off with his brain rock and roll to make sure you're awake. Basically shocks the shit out of you. (laughs) That's what he does. (laughs) Hey, I'm awake. So anyway, let me see here. Oh, yeah. There's gonna be a lot of stuff in here tonight.
4: Mysterious dark. (laughs)
0: They may not get to because we only got limited time. Um, But these are these these links you may want to access to see what's really happening. Um, What's really going on here? How things are working? and we all know everything's pretty much a charade today. So anyway, let me get back to this guy here, where I go here. Nope. There he is. Okay. Then I'm going to let him finish and we're going to continue on. Hold on.
2: Here we go. That same science has no long-term studies on the impacts of such nanotech. And so we as the consumers are quite frankly just left in the dark, which is by the way, not even the first time that such a thing has happened in recent memory. For instance, it took the USDA quite literally over six full years in order to finally give in and force food companies to label their products if they are genetically modified. And that came quite literally after years of public outcry. However, at this moment, well, most people don't even know about this nanotech food technology, and so there is no real public outcry, at least not here in America. Regardless, if you head on over right now to the FDA's website and then you go on over to the specific subsection on nanotechnology programs, you will find that after 2007, it took another 13 years for the task force to release another report, which came out in the year 2020. And in that report, There is a chart showing that the number of products using nanotechnology submitted to the FDA for approval has increased dramatically over the past 10 and 20 years. Now, of course, not all of that is food. It also includes things like cosmetics, medicines, as well as vaccines, which we'll get to in a a moment. However, in regards to food, while the exact number is not exactly known, experts in this field estimate that somewhere between 1,900 and 2,500 food products are currently on the market using this nanotechnology. And this has created kind of an interesting juxtaposition between America and some other countries in the world. Because despite the fact that there is scant research on the long-term effects of ingesting nanoparticles, well, as we mentioned earlier, the FDA does not require any food items produced with nanoparticles to be labeled as such. And instead, the guidelines that they do have recommend oversight on a case-by-case basis. However other nations are not as open-minded you can say as the FDA. In fact, many countries have taken steps to either limit or outright ban either all or some nanotechnology in their nation's food. For instance, in the year 2010, Canada moved to ban the use of all nanotechnology in their organic food production. Then in 2011, the European Union began requiring that all food to be labeled if it contains engineered nanomaterials. And then going even further in 2015, the EU began to require additional testing to ensure proper health safety. Then in the year 2020, France, which is of course a member of the EU, they went a step further and they outright banned any foods containing titanium dioxide. In the summer of 2022, all of the EU will actually join France and no longer allow titanium dioxide. Their reasoning stems from a quote, potential concern over accumulation of titanium dioxide particles in the body and possible genotoxicity. Genotoxicity is the ability for a substance to damage DNA, which may lead to cancer. Meaning that if you want that sweet, sweet titanium dioxide, well, you'll have to come all the way here to the U.S. to get it. And for your reference, titanium dioxide gives food a nice white color, and so you can find it in things like milk, coffee creamer, toothpaste, cakes, pastries, and so on.
0: The reason why you have to come to the United States to get this is because the United States is the laboratory. And the fact that titanium dioxide causes male testicular damage the incapacity to reproduce there's another thing there seems to be this hard-on for the american and canadian male i don't know what it is but they definitely want the canadian and american male to be in incapable of functioning sexually um so again You'll see this. You'll even see it in the health food industry. I have seen where they have encapsulated stuff, and the capsule itself has titanium dioxide coating in it. So again, um, yeah, I, I believe that. I, and I like I said, I got a, a, a friend uh, in Japan, and she's saying the same thing that the males there are pretty much, you know, shot. They're fem. They're fem, They're femmed out. I don't believe all of Japanese men are, but I mean, I believe a lot of the younger generation are, 20, and 30 year olds, they don't, even know what they don't even know what their willies for. You know, they, and they want to be foo-foo some of them. You know, hey, I want to be a girl, but you got a willy, you know. <laughs> you got a willy and you want to be a girl. Mm, you know, something went wrong with the production line there or somewhere. So like I said, and again, a lot of the damage that we're seeing going on into the genitalia, of both men and women, Is a direct result of some of the crap um uh that they have uh implemented in the food supply skittles has yep oh yeah skittles Skittles was nothing but chemical death one guy took uh, a skittle put it in a bottle of coke and threw it in the air, and by the time it started to, it exploded. If you if you're eating Skittles and drinking Coke, you may you may damage yourself and turn it. literally went off like a bomb, boom. You know, it created such a reaction with the phosphoric and citric acid that it and the gases built up. It, it literally created some kind of explosive. So, like I said, yeah, some of this stuff, uh, Death by the Rainbow. Yeah, well. <laughs> More ways than one, I think. <laughs> the um, And that's why so many people are so effed up in the head too, you know. Because these nanoparticles are going past the blood-brain barrier. All this amyloid protein they talk about, that's just the body's defense mechanism to block anything from coming into the brain. And then this shit begins to assemble, causing blockages to the brain. Again, nobody's talking about it. And this has been going on since the 60s when they were dumping nanoparticles from the sky a long time ago just from the factories that was polluting the air. You notice every time we have a major pollutant, it's polluter, polluter or pollutant, every time some health issue arises. And again, all it would take is for the governments to enforce clean air policy. Now they're talking about they want the earth green. We want 15-minute cities. If they had, in the beginning, regulated these corporations properly, we wouldn't be in a position we are in today. It's the corporations that created the problem. It's the corporations that have built the industries the way they have. It's the corporations that have forced us to buy shit that pollutes extremely or excessively. It's the corporations that have created the anomaly by cutting, clear-cutting trees, just so they can plant that fucking soy. Now the trees are gone and can no longer filter the air like it was. But we can now eat all the all the poison we can we can muster. Oh, look! What are you having for dinner, honey? Soy and cricket. Oh, what a deal! My favorite. woohoo hoo! <laughs> I hope I'm dead by that time. I sure as we would want to be on the planet then, for sure. You know. <laughs> oh look, what are we have for dinner? How about some rice and soybean? Ooh, with a side side order of of cockroaches. Yes, look at all that protein. Woohoo! <laughs> Got any soy sauce? <laughs> wow, what a dish! <laughs> I'm salivating just thinking about it. Woohoo! Don't forget it's got nanoparticles inside of it as well <laughs> yeah you know what I and, and Canada is the same way. Canada is another country that has hardly any any global greenhouse effect in fact, the United States and China are, are by Canadians uh, Canada's credit score or whatever they got with the W how the fuck does that work too? Okay, the United States is spewing out more shit than anybody. China is spewing out more shit than anybody. Soon India will be spewing out more shit than anybody. And yet to get around from having to clean up your own shit, you buy carbon credits from Australia or from Canada or from countries that aren't polluting. And so that allows you to keep on polluting. Like I said, it's a corporate fiasco. The corporations have got way, way, way too much power. Way too much power. That they can influence governments to allow them to put more shit into the atmosphere, create more products that are absolutely useless and are inefficient. You know, like I said, we have carburetors that they created back in the 50s that were giving you 100 miles to the gallon. If they're so damn concerned about the environment, why aren't they putting those carburetors? Why isn't General Motors putting those carburetors in the car? They've got the patents. They bought them. Why isn't Chrysler putting those that carburetor in the car? Why isn't Ford? Because the oil industry would take a kick in the ass if they did that, and the American dollar would suffer. Why are we still using gas gasoline or petrol? Why aren't we using hydrogen? We've got more water than anything else. And when when the car produces an exhaust, all it comes back is water. So talk about recycling. You use it, and it goes right back to its original state. No pollution. Nothing. Imagine that. But yet, here we are today. You know, They're inventing an electric car that won't work worth a work fuck. When you're driving down the road, a guy was on YouTube saying he had, he had run a charger on his uh, electric car for three hours. Wouldn't charge in the cold. Imagine if you're driving down the road and it gets down about minus 50. What's going to happen to those batteries? <laughs> now you're in the refrigerator. I finally made my yogurt mix, added lysine, vitamin E, uh, vitamin A, niacinamide, opened a a capsule of probiotic, left it in, uh, on the bench, anything else I can add in there? I tried it with a capsule of complex, and it was, yuck, okay, well, there's a thing about overdoing it, <laughs> you know, the, um, you got to remember the vitamin E and the vitamin A, if they're in a, in a fat soluble form, like a liquid, the fermentation may cause them to go rancid. Now, if they're in a dry form, like, uh, um, oh, what's the vitamin E, uh, vitamin E and Sasonic acid, uh, that would be okay. And if you're taking a retinal palmitate in a powder form, that would be okay. But if you're using any kind of fat, with that, the fat is going to, uh, may go rancid on you. Uh, okay, powders, all right. Um, then add a little maple syrup to it. If you, if, well, you may not have maple syrup in Australia, but whatever. You um, can add glycerin to it. You could add, uh, if you have maple syrup or birch, birch tree syrup, add that to it, you know. Uh, you can add a little sugar to it too. Sugar will just activate the bacteria more. So I would even use plain sugar, you know. Okay. Then you just use a little maple syrup, you know, um, that's something you can do. Okay. What's this now? In my neighborhood, they went to replace all our analog meters with, uh, smart meters. Yeah. They done that ever. I declined, but now they want to replace my analog meter with a. Standard electric meter is just a trick. Probably. 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 Because they figured you wouldn't know the difference anyway. Um. So like I said, you know, this is the world we live in. Okay, let me get back to Fire Medic. He had something he had to say. Uh, Is that one? Okay, let me play this. This is another... This is another factor with nano that nobody again is dealing with. This is why you have to be careful when you're listening to some of these people trying trying to sell you frequency devices that they are not selling you something that can actually agitate or, ag- or aggravate or agglomerate nanotechnology in your system. Uh, again, this this again this is this is a new 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 thing in New York. or well, maybe new. Hold on. Here we go. What happened here? Oh. What happened to the voice? Oh, I lost the voice. Was this here? Oh. Um, I'm going to try this one.
4: New York City. These towers were built overnight, and the city has been keeping quiet about their construction methods as well as their hidden applications. What could these towers possibly be used for? Are these the new 5G towers that have been long anticipated for? Could this be a new upgrade to the existing NSA surveillance systems? And what's even more disconcerting is why they aren't answering our questions and telling us exactly what they are going to be used for. Here is a special report from CBS with some details about them. Jose Lugo
1: says these tall metal towers quickly popped up after Brooklyn Battery Tunnel toll booths came down. We don't really know what's the, the purpose of this. It's a $100 million MTA project full of secrecy with 18 of these for the tunnels and bridges. So what are they exactly? Are you saying you can't comment to me? You That's the MTA's man in charge of bridges and tunnels, Cedric Fulton, dodging our questions. Not even late, uh, later, can we talk to you about it or can I make an appointment? Some MTA board members, including New York City Transportation Commissioner Polly Trottenberg, say they know too little about the towers, even with about half the money spent and some of the towers up.
0: A lot of the board members felt like they didn't have all the details they would have wanted myself included
1: residents who say they suspect there is much more going on with these towers than meets the eye wonder will they ever know what's going on inside them i'm going to guess it's probably not just a decoration it's a bit
4: mind-boggling that the mta is approving 100 million dollars for what appears to us to be uh, big decorative uh, pylons
1: john caney is leader of the watchdog group Reinvent Albany. What we're asking for is transparency from the MTA. We demanded answers from MTA chairman Joe Loda. Some of your own board members say they don't know the specifics. The base of these new um, uh, new pieces that are going up uh, include whatever uh, fiber optics are necessary for those Homeland Security items. In other words, anti-terror technology. Could it one day include facial recognition? We don't know. He won't say. I'm not at liberty to discuss that. So watch as more of these expensive towers rise with mystery tucked away inside them. In Lower Manhattan, Dave Carlin, CBS2 News. Chairman Loda said all necessary Homeland Security technology remains in place at all crossings, even the ones that don't have the new
4: towers just yet. And Shams Tarek, a spokesman for the MTA, has given a more fulfilling answer recently, stating that the towers have cameras, traffic monitoring equipment, and other equipment related to Homeland Security that would otherwise have been hosted by the former toll booth structures themselves. So here is my theory on what they possibly could be. NVIDIA has recently partnered with China-based company Alibaba to help launch their new smart city technology platform called Metropolis. Metropolis was just launched back in May of 2017 and is NVIDIA's new cloud platform technology, that sifts through surveillance and traffic camera video using artificial intelligence to manage traffic, parking, law enforcement, and other city services. Metropolis will use several NVIDIA technologies, including Tesla GPU accelerators, deep learning software and the company's DGX1 cloud-based supercomputers to comb through the vast amount of data collected by a city's security and traffic cameras to make decisions based upon what it sees. The platform can monitor video in real time and view data in video recordings up to 30 times faster than even humans can in most cases. NVIDIA believes its total addressable market in the smart city space will reach at least $2 billion by 2021 and teaming up with Alibaba will help the company's prospects even more. Alibaba's cloud services are already an integral part of creating smart cities in China. The city of Hangzhou, home to millions of people in Alibaba's headquarters, has already started using Alibaba's artificially intelligent cloud computing services to help manage vehicle and pedestrian traffic. The system is called Hangzhou City Brain, and if all goes well, it will be expanded into most cities all across China. Simon Hu, the senior vice president of Alibaba Group and the president of Alibaba Cloud, said last month that Alibaba Cloud's big data and deep learning technologies have been helping to build city brains in China to help local governments effectively make management decisions. The benefit for NVIDIA in working with Alibaba on smart cities is that China is expected to have 500 cities with some level of connectivity by the end of this year, far more than any other country. Not all of those cities use Alibaba's cloud services, of course, but by partnering with Alibaba, NVIDIA opens itself up to tap into China's burgeoning smart city market. NVIDIA is positioning itself in the smart city space now for what could become a $3.4 trillion market by 2026. Metropolis and NVIDIA's partnerships are just getting off the ground right now, but the company already uses software and hardware capabilities to begin dominating other AI segments, and there's no reason why it can't do the same with smart cities. America currently lags behind China's smart city plans, so investors should keep a close eye on what the company is doing with Alibaba and other China-based tech companies to see if NVIDIA can create more opportunities in China and around the world. Investors also need to be patient as NVIDIA's smart city opportunities materialize, or only at the beginning stages of using AI to improve traffic, pedestrian safety, and law enforcement. But it's definitely clear that NVIDIA sees this as a huge opportunity to capitalize on its AI hardware and software. Other applications for smart city uses include, but are not limited to, retail analytics, traffic management, smart parking, law enforcement, and safety and security. NVIDIA has also partnered with dozens of other companies involved in AI development and the human surveillance business. Let's play a game to see who can spot the most Illuminati symbolism found in these NVIDIA's corporate partners logos. Also, I was able to do some more digging into who else could be a partner of NVIDIA's surveillance team, and I came across this curious company that was involved with our homeland security, which led me to believe that those mysterious pylons that have been popping up all over New York City is quite possibly part of the new NVIDIA Metropolis Smart City platform. Sagivtech is an Israeli-based company that specializes in surveillance, defense, and algorithm development and implementation for image and signal processing for our homeland security. So why is an Israeli-based company being used to monitor U.S. citizens and provide advanced defense systems for our homeland security? The answer is just as much shrouded in secrecy as these mysterious towers being placed all over New York City.
0: <laughs> what a question. <laughs> what a question. Why is a foreign national developing a Network in the United States to spy on the American people. You know, if we had said China, everyone would have been out in an uproar. Oh, them Chinese and you know, orphan Russian. Oh, those effing Russians or anybody else. But <laughs> Israel can come in and spy. I got another. I got a link on the show for everybody to listen and watch. Now, mind you, I'm not anti-Semitic. It would be pretty hard for me to be anti-Semitic since I have a Semitic background. Okay, so not I'm not, I'm not a Hebrew, <laughs> you know, not from Israel, but I have a Semitic background. And as I say before, being Semitic doesn't mean you're from just Israel. Um, but when you're looking at this situation, it's intolerable. Anybody that has access to your security network makes you vulnerable. The reason why you have a security network is so nobody knows how you're going to defend yourself. Do you see the Russians coming out and saying, well, we have Israel taking care of our security for us? (laughs) No, you don't see that. Yet Israel controls Russia more so than they control America. People don't know that either. They They have more hooks into Russia. But think about that, think about it. If the Chinese came over here and said, we're gonna put in a security network for America and we're gonna monitor Americans," how many of you would say, what are you talking about? What do you think you're doing? We don't even like to have a smart meter on our house, much less having a security network that's gonna be controlled by an external force. See, something is wrong with America and it goes deep into the core of America. When somebody else is going to watch over your security, something is really, really wrong there. Because if they got access to your security, they got access to all your tech, period. You know, whatever. And because security doesn't just mean we're going to watch people. We're going to watch this. It means that we're going to be guarding, you know, files and data. We're going to be guarding banks and others. Security is a very broad term. So when we're looking at these technology. Now I'm going to give you a hypothetical. A hypothetical. We put all these towers into a major metropolitan area like New York. It's got what 25 million people or something to that effect. And you got these towers all over the place, and you got a foreign national watching over your security, and they decide or they get they get the go-ahead to turn those targeting frequencies, 6g frequencies on and they start targeting populate populated areas in new york you have just s- resolved a population problem for them <laughs> in other words an outside invader can attack you from within uh, through a trojan horse uh, working for the better health for a better new york god open our ears eyes and hearts okay uh not sure what that really means but okay uh because again i don't see this happening for new york if they're allowing some other poor national to uh watch over them with this kind of technology that's basically i got a gun in your house pointed at you and i now have control of the trigger <laughs> that's how i see it uh, you know but anyway the um Technology, frequencies, nano, nanogenetics, genetic engineering, you know, things ain't what they used to be. You know, things ain't what they used to be. And we need to start opening our eyes to what's really going on. How countries are being assimilated and being controlled by external forces. And now all these companies are working with artificial intelligence means that artificial intelligence will now assimilate all these companies and network them as one. Full control. Again, we need to understand what is really happening here. What's really going on. Alrighty, near the end of the show. Can you imagine that? Talked for two hours, wow. Remember a time when I did shows I could barely get through 15 minutes, much less an hour. (laughs) But anyway, the content has developed and evolved and there's all kinds of things that you can talk about. But again, you know, here we are. So when you start listening to things, start paying attention and connect everything to nano. And I will leave you with this as well. If somebody is going to sell you something, it doesn't matter what it is, technical, organic, whatever, ask the question, what effect does this have on nanotechnology? Ask how, put a query in your, your search, Ask, for instance, how terahertz has a negative effect on nanotechnology or how, has, how it has an effect on nanotechnology, nanobots, nanofullerenes. You know, These are things you need to type into the search in order to see what's really going on because nobody's dealing with that part of anything. You know, And if the nanoparticles are, are again, lodging into the spine, the spleen, the brain, the, uh, the liver, the testicles, the vagina, the vaginal area. What effect is the nano uh, frequency going to have on those regions of the body? And, and with what, what frequency? These are questions you need to, when you query a search, to, to query. All righty. Well, let it all go. Everyone, I wish you all a happy new year. This is the last show of the year. Today is the last show of the year. Figure <laughs> i will throw that in there, you know, see if everyone's still thinking. Anyway, as I always say at the end of these shows, you know, read the Gospels, read what Jesus had to say. Look at what he did. Look who he, how he approached things. You know, look how he challenged the authorities. You know, and look at the sacrifice he made. You know, That passage in John I talked about, one must be born of water and the Spirit, regarding to God's creation, as who, how to define what is a man or a woman. Look at the book of Revelations. Look at the the interdimensional war coming down the pipe. Look, read the Gospels, all of them. You know, get familiar with the book. It'll go a long way helping you get through some tough times. And as I always say, you got all, uh, about in that about section. You got a bunch of people there, all kinds of good people there, trying to help you out. Support them any way you can, and whatever you know, in whatever form you can support them. If you can't donate, don't worry about it. But he knows everyone's been gone through a tough time. But again, share the, share the show, share the links. All right. As I say at the end of these shows, we are still here by the grace of God. So to the next segment, to your health. Take care.